August 16, 1996. I read the Cross versus Lewis case today, including depositions by both her and Sheldon Wynn Esquire. These are the highlights from the Gladys Lewis Cross deposition. Sheldon Wind Esquire alleged that Don agreed to forgive a $40,000 mortgage on his building if he would cheat, if he would help cheat Gladys out of her rightful share in the 1990 divorce case. Sheldon Wynn said he only received $500 for the divorce in his deposition. Gladys Lewis Cross remarried on March 2, 1991, one year to the day that she and Don had divorced. In her complaint, she said that it had been several years before she remarried and that she had not received alimony during that time. Gladys claimed that in March of 1994, she was at Linda Sanchez's house and just happened to see the books on the computer and that Linda had searched back on the screen and showed her that Don was worth $5 million now and showed her that he was worth $5 million, nearly six, she said a dozen times, back in 1990, the year of their divorce. She said Linda wrote her dad a letter and quit the same day that she showed her all of the records. She said Linda made her a printout of the year's accounting and she was holding this at the depot. Gladys said she seethed over it until September and then called Ron Reed Esquire out of the phone book. Almost in the same sentence, she said that Don was now, in 1994, worth $5 million, and that knowing him, he could easily have doubled his net worth since the divorce. Gail Porter Esquire pointed out to her that this would have made Don worth $2.5 million in the year of their divorce based upon her calculations, and then she started saying that the copies of the tax returns that she got from Ziegler for 1990 showed Don's net worth to be $5 million back then. Gladys said that if Don truly was only worth $3 million in 1990, then she would have been happy with what she got. Her attorney nearly broke his neck trying to cover her mouth. Obviously, I wasn't there, but I either had to have gotten that from Don or from stuttering in the, the uh, printed transcript. Gladys said that Don had as much as $200,000 buried in jars along with gold and silver. She had been saying all along the divorce. She had been saying all along that the divorce settlement was unfair because she was not allowed to know anything about the business, and that she was not allowed in the office, and that her daughters were instructed to never let her know anything about the money Don made. But then, under cross examination, admitted to knowing about the money he buried. She said she wouldn't go to the office because Dorothy Thompson was there and she said Don had children by her, and that Don essentially fired Gladys so that he could work, so that he could be at work alone with Dorothy all day. How long has Dorothy been gone? Eleven years? Gladys also went on to admit that she did not know if Don told the daughters to not discuss his business with her before or after the divorce, which negated all of her claims all along that she could not find out before the divorce what Don had due to her allegations that the girls were not allowed to talk to her. Gladys claimed to have asked Don for a divorce on November 13, 1989, and then she said he moved in with me on February 14, 1990. I remember her asking Don for a divorce on Valentine's Day, not before, because I thought that was exceptionally cruel to pick a lover's holiday for such a blow. 
Nonetheless, she claimed that she had accepted Don's settlement and terms only because she was so afraid of him. But Porter pointed out that according to her own testimony, Don had moved out five months prior to the divorce, so what was she afraid of? She said that she was afraid he might yell at her. She said that she had found out about him having two mistresses and the attack on her niece because Don had come to her and confessed the whole thing. That does not sound like Don, but that's what she said. Gladys kept saying in all her written complaints and answers that she was never allowed to talk to Sheldon Wind alone about the divorce, but she and Sheldon Wind both admitted to at least two occasions on which they spoke without Don present, one of which being the hour-long drive to Sumter County. Now here's a clue. I've been trying to figure out what county they were divorced in, and apparently I've had it in my diary all along, because why else would they be going to Sumter County? He was her attorney. Sheldon was Gladys's attorney during the divorce, and they were driving to Sumter County. So it's got to be somewhere in the Sumter County records. I just have not been able to find it. She admitted to meeting Sheldon when alone in his office, going over the settlement agreement, and said that she did not sign out of fear. She got really carried away at one point and admitted that she had told Anne McQueen, Gail Rathbone, and Linda Sanchez to go through Don's stuff and pick out all of the good mortgages for her. That was a quote. Porter nearly fainted and tried to readdress what she had just said, but she began saying she did not know how Anne McQueen and the girls arrived at their figures. She admitted to Anne McQueen and the girls coming to her house and sitting around the dining room table, after denying it a bunch of times, but she maintained that all of the evidence presented to her was a piece of scratch paper and a list of properties and mortgages she would get. Porter asked her several times, about the files, and she kept saying that none of those were ever where she could see them and were absolute, this is a quote, absolutely never in the house. Gladys had insisted all along that Sheldon Wind misrepresented her because he did not disclose to her how much Don had, but she and Sheldon Wind both said in their depositions that she had told Sheldon Wind that the settlement agreement was what she wanted and that she did not want anything else. In her complaint, she only referred to the real estate and mortgages, but Porter asked her about, and she admitted to getting, the Mercedes, the Chrysler, jewelry, $18,000 in silver, $20,000 in gold, and $20,000 in cash. She kept complaining that Don bought properties in other people's names, and therefore his daughters did not know about it. But these would have to be included in a 1990 report showing Don to be worth $5 million done by Linda Sanchez, if one existed. Sheldon Wind Esquire made a valid point by saying that although he knows that Don buys property in names other than his own, still a check must be written to pay for these, and that would be included in reports seen by the girls. Sheldon said that Don does a lot of his own legal work. That would be me as the one of us who can read, and because of that he would have no way of knowing Don's net worth in 1990. He went on further to say that he knew Gladys was in and out of the shop all of the time and that nothing could have kept her from knowing about all of Don's business, end quote. Sheldon said that he knew Don did not keep a double set of books and that any file Gladys would ever have wanted to see would have been kept in the office where the daughters worked. Sheldon did admit that Don is the beneficiary of the trust in which Sheldon Wind is buying tax deed properties. When asked if he and Don were also friends, he said that Carol would not let Don be friends with him, and that Carol would like to see Don end all of his business dealings with Sheldon as well. Well, he got that part right. 